blood is what kept them from death. But Jesus is saying his shed blood would do what that blood of a lamb did. You understand, throughout ages, the high priest would take a lamb once a year. He would sacrifice the lamb, sprinkle blood. It was called the place of atonement. And the blood of the lamb would push the sins of the people forward one more year. And the blood of the lamb would push the sins of the people forward one more year. But the next year they had to go through the process again. And the high priest would sacrifice the atoning lamb. And the day of atonement would take the blood and put it on the altar. And again the sins of the people would be pushed forward a year. But Jesus is declaring at this Passover that His blood... By his words, he is stating the blood I've shed for you, which of course he's speaking prophetically because he hasn't died yet, but he's letting them know. He's been telling them up to this point, I'm getting ready to. This blood is atoning blood, and it takes the place of every sacrifice ever made. And we can read in Hebrews that once for all, this blood. And so today, when we take of the cup of the vine and when we take of the bread, it's just fruit of the vine and just unleavened bread. But when we do so, we are doing so not in remembrance of the Passover. Jesus said, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. We are doing this in remembrance of the death and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is his blood that causes death to pass over us. Romans 6 and 23, very familiar to many of you, says, For the wages of sin is death. So how do I get out of paying the wages of sin? There's only one way. There must be blood applied to my life. If there's blood, then it means someone else has paid the price for my sin. The blood signifies somebody died. Somebody paid the price for sin. Somebody paid for my failures, my mistakes, my wrongs, my resentments, my bitterness, my attitude. My, you fill in the blank. Somebody paid what I was supposed to pay. I don't stand here in front of you as a perfect individual today. I'm responsible for my failings, my sin, my shortcomings. I've made mistakes. I've harbored resentments. I've held on to bitterness. I've had unforgiveness in my heart. But by the blood of the Lamb, I can be clean. I can be washed. I can know that when death would try to come to exact its price of me, I can stand and say, I'm covered in the blood. It means something to me. He's washed me. This is what the blood means. The precious blood of the Lamb. 
pray with me right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you. You who knew no sin. You became sin for us. That we would be made the righteousness of God in you. You paid my price. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The blood is the great equalizer. I'm no better than any individual in this room. You're no better than any individual in this room. I'm no worse than any individual in this room. You're no worse than any individual in this room. All of us, except for the blood of Jesus, will die in our sin. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, Brother Martin. Thanks be to God. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. I do not have to die in my sin. Because of the blood. Sister Vanessa, I'm free from sin. Because of the blood. When he looks at you and me, Rigo, he doesn't see sin. He sees his blood. The accuser now, the accuser wants to come. And the accuser wants to say, do you know what you've done? Do you know the mistake you've made? Do you know what you did? Do you know how you failed? Do you know you're wrong? Do you know your past? Do you know... God, give us a boldness to declare, Satan, I don't even know what you're talking about. Shut up. I, I, I never allowed my family to use those two words, shut up. But I do tell Satan that. I tell the adversary that. And he has to obey. Because I'm in the body of Christ and he's the head. And I'm the body and he's put all things under my feet, including Satan. When the blood of Jesus is applied to your life, that's all he sees. This is why in the last day when we stand before the Lord, the scripture declares when the accuser came, and he is an accuser, that when the accuser came, you can read it in Revelation, the scripture says that the saints overcame the accuser. How did they overcome the accuser? Very simply, they overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. When the enemy tries to bring your past up 
And the enemy will bombard your mind. And sometimes the enemy has little helpers. Hopefully you're never one of his little helpers that likes to bring up people's past. But if you are, ask the Lord to forgive you and he'll take care of that too. I don't care if the past was yesterday or 20 years ago. If I'm a child of God, God forbid I become the voice of condemnation to somebody else that's a child of God. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So here's what you do when the adversary brings up your past. You just remind him of the blood and say, Oh, you want to talk about my testimony? You want to bring up my past where I used to be? Oh, that's, I love telling people about where I used to be because I'm not there anymore. I've been washed in the blood. I've been made clean and free. I've been brought out of my past. Don't let the accuser win. You got the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You know, people can dispute the word of God with you. They can argue T's and dotted I's and different elements. But you know what people can't argue? They cannot argue what God has done for you. They could, you know, Brother Lewis, they could argue and debate with you all day about what you're teaching from the word of God. But they can't argue the fact when you say, I used to deal in drugs. I used to be a drug addict. I used to run the streets. But God rescued me, washed me, cleansed me, delivered me. I'm whole now. You overcome by the blood and by your testimony. Praise God. When we take today of the fruit of the vine and of the bread... I would that you would take it and recognize. I'm doing this in remembrance of the body of Christ. That hung on a tree for me. I'm doing this in remembrance of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for me. This is why we take. It is not tradition. Right, we're going to go a little further. I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I believe. Brother Martin's going to help and read here. He'll give you the verses so you can follow along in your Bible or on the screen. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read from verse 23 to verse 31. So starting in verse 23, it says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, unworthy shall be guilty of the body of, and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread, and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, 
eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. And finally, verse 31 says, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Corinth regarding the taking of the bread and the fruit of the vine and its importance to them in remembering the Lord Jesus Christ. He, of, quote, of course, there is quoting Luke or one of the disciples. And you may have noticed, if you were listening and if your mind can remember back a few minutes ago, Jesus, at the close of what he said, where we were reading what he said, he said, there's one at the table that betrayeth me. His hand is on the table. Remember that? When he did this. And notice when Paul started writing about this to Corinthians, if we go all the way back to verse 23, notice where he started. The same night in which he was betrayed. I find it interesting that in both passages that Paul would start with mentioning betrayal as well. I think something that's often missed with what the Lord Jesus Christ did that night at the Passover is the fact that he was in a place where he knew somebody was there that was going to betray him. And yet he still gave his body and shed his blood for every one of them. Paul writes these things and then he begins to talk about the condition of our lives whenever we take of the cup and the bread. And he says some very specific things. He says, examine yourself. He's not talking about, how's my suit look? My tie okay? My hair in good? No, no, no. He's talking about an allowing of the Spirit of God and the Word of God to cause us to let Him look into our heart, into our spirit. We're not looking to go, okay, yeah, I'm perfect. I can now take of it. That's, that's not what He's implying. What He's implying is, have I emptied myself out? He makes a statement. Can you go to verse number 27, I think, Brother Jeremiah? 28. And 29. I knew we'd get there. There you go. So he's talked about examining ourselves. We're going to take a minute here in a moment, and we're going to pray, and we're going to do this if you haven't had a chance. Eating and drinking unworthily, some people have been deceived into thinking that means, well, I've got to have everything perfect in order to do this, or else I'm a, that's not what Paul was writing about or saying. We need to understand that. That would be 
that would smack right in the face of what the blood of Jesus is for. You understand? Paul is very clear. He says they eat and drink damnation to himself or themselves. Why? Not discerning. What are they not discerning? Ah, the Lord's body. I have a question for you. Who is the Lord's body? We are the Lord's body. If we've been buried in His name and baptism, filled with His Spirit, we have been born into the body of Jesus Christ. We are the body. And if you read all of 1 Corinthians 11 and 10, 9, 8, you will see that Paul was addressing relationships in the body of Christ. Read it. It's right there. You'll see I'm not making anything up here. I'm not putting any of my own spin. God forbid. Paul was addressing relationships in the body of Christ. And how there were some in Corinthians that had means. They were affluent. They had money and finance. There were some in Corinth that were poor and not as well off. And so when they'd come together, the ones that had more would sort of sit over here and do these fancy little feasts. And the ones that didn't would sort of be looked down on over here. And so Paul was addressing, you don't discern the Lord's body. you got this separation in you. You're you're not right in relationship to the rest of the body of Christ. And so when you take of the bread and the cup... And you're not right in relationship with the rest of the body. You're drinking and eating damnation to yourself. Those aren't my words. Those are the words of God in His Word through the Apostle Paul. And so when I examine myself, first I'm examining myself before God. God, know me. My heart's deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But you can. So know me. Search my heart. I plead your blood today. I want to be clean. And only you can make me clean. I then examine relationships in my life. I'll tell you what I do. I start right here. God, if there's anything in my heart in relationship to my wife. That ought not be. You said the two of us are one flesh. You don't see us as separate. The day she took my name on, you see us as one. And so I'm praying any element of bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment right now. I'm pleading your blood. I'm praying wash and renew. I release it to you. Recognizing your body and your blood. And I'll do that with my children. And then I begin doing it with you. I don't go around and call every one of your names. You understand? I'm letting the Spirit of the Lord shine into my heart. And if there's something there, I'm asking Him. I'm asking Him to bring it to the surface so I can cast it on Him. You understand today? This is important. I'm asking Him to bring it to... Now, hear me. He's not going to bring it to the surface and humiliate us. But I'm wanting to discern the Lord's body. What is the impact of not discerning the Lord's body? Verse 30. Watch what he says. 
This is not insignificant. Pay attention. For this cause, what cause? The cause of not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep. That's not like fell asleep. That's like passed and didn't live in the fullness of life they should have. Hear me today. When you and I allow the Spirit of the Lord to examine our heart in light of the price He paid for us with His body and His blood, I can't then look at my brother and say, you know what, you just don't know what he did to me. I can't then look at my wife and say, well, but you don't know how she treated me yesterday. She didn't do anything to me yesterday. She, she made me some nice meals, treated me nice, talked nice to me. No. She's better to me than I deserve. Let's just make that clear. But you understand, when I look at my brother or my sister, or my wife, or my children, when we look at each other in the light of and in the scope of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, and now I'm going to hold resentment against my brother? Are you kidding me? No, really, are you kidding me? Jesus, who knew no sin, died so I would be free from sin, but I'm going to hold on to unforgiveness for my brother? It really does sound foolish, doesn't it? It's the deception of the enemy. It's the deception of the enemy. Look, you, you understand. It doesn't mean... And Carlos hasn't done anything to me either. We're in, we're in, we're in, good, we're in good relationship, I think. Yeah? Okay, good. Yeah, he said we are. So, you understand. If I hold bitterness or unforgiveness or resentment in my heart towards him, it's not hurting him. You understand this, right? Now, here's the deception of the enemy. Well, I'm going to hold on to it till it does hurt him. I really didn't plan on all this today, but the Lord's not letting me move any further right now. I want to discern the Lord's body. Here's what I believe. The Lord is wanting to do today and will do today if we will allow him. When we pause here and begin to pray and we between us and God individually allow his spirit and his word to examine our heart and our life. And we willingly before God release any resentment, any bitterness, any unforgiveness, any hurt. We release it to God. And I'm, if, you're, if you've got things coming to the surface right now, that's the love of God that's bringing them to the surface. All right? Don't try to suppress it. But when we go pray, let the Holy Ghost allow you to release that. And you probably, need, if you're feeling those things, you will, I'm asking you, you're going to need to, in your place of prayer, speak those things out. God, I release this woman. I release, call their name. I release them from the hurt. I release them from the pain. I release them from the resentment. I release the resentment I have towards them. I release the bitterness. I release the, I forgive them. You need to speak those words. 
If the Lord brings things to the surface in your spirit, I'm asking you, if you can say it in honesty before God, to express those things. You say, I don't know how. You just express it in faith in His Word and release it. I can tell you I've prayed those things and I've had to say, God, I don't know how, so I'm, I'm releasing it to you and I'm praying the washing of your blood. I'm praying the healing of my mind. I'm praying the healing of my spirit so that there's nothing there. There's, I've submitted myself to brethren and said, pray for me. I don't want anything in my spirit. Anything. I want it clean, pure. I can't make it clean, but his blood can. And this is what we're remembering today when we take this. Hear me. Here's what I believe the Holy Ghost is going to do today. We're going to pray. Those of you that will, we're going to pray. We're going to pray in faith, believing. And we're going to be releasing some things to the Lord and the work of the blood of the Lamb. And as we do that, and then we're going to come and we're going to take of the bread and the cup. The Holy Ghost is going to move and work. And if you're sick, God's going to heal you. You may not recognize it, but there may be things you've been dealing with that after today you'll not deal with anymore because the Spirit of the Lord. You understand, when they ate of the lamb and their bodies were made whole, that was simply pointing, and the blood on the door, that was simply pointing to the very fact that Jesus Christ said, With my stripes you are healed. That's why the Lamb did that for Israel before they left Egypt. It was all prophetic and symbolic of what Christ would do for us. And so today as we release these things to Him and then we take of the bread and the cup, I believe healing is going to move through this house. I believe healing is going to sweep over your body. I believe a renewing of minds can take place today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm asking us now to find a place of prayer. If you want to turn your seat into a pew and kneel there, do that. If you want to sit there and pray, do that. If you want to stand and pray, do that. If you would like to come and kneel in this altar area, do that. I'm asking us today to find a place of prayer for a few minutes here. When the Holy Ghost gives release, we'll move on and we'll take of the bread and the cup. But until then, I'm asking you to pray before Lord. If He's brought things to the surface in your spirit, then be, release them. Come on, let today be a day where He heals and delivers and sets your mind and your heart and your spirit completely free. This is the work of the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul was saying when he said, If we would judge ourselves, then we have no need to be judged of another. He's saying, If I'll be honest before myself when the Spirit of God deals with me, and I'll let God judge that area in my life, I don't need someone else then to come and judge because I've judged myself as the Spirit and the Word of God has dealt with me. And so I release those things as He illuminates them to my life. In Jesus' name. On the Lord's not denying that there was pain or hurt there. But he's saying, hey, I suffered. I had pain. I had hurt. And I did that so that you could be free from it. So release the pain and the hurt to me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Come on, this is a beginning of a new year, but not just on a calendar, a new chapter in your life. If you'll let the Spirit of God and the Word of God have its work in your heart, mind, and soul today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Examine my heart, Lord, my spirit. I release every area of repentance. I release it to you, Father. I release it to you, Father. I plead your blood. I pray the forgiving power of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, a cleansing of the mind, a cleansing of the spirit, a cleansing of the heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus, heal every place in the body. Let there be no schism in the body. Ah, the hurting heart. Wounded spirit, we release it to you. We receive the cleansing, washing, healing blood of the Lamb today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your great love toward us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yarabaye kororobo koshi yarabakaha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm going to ask us to do something. I've never considered this before, but I feel like it was prompted to my spirit by the Lord here. When the Lord gave the children of Israel instruction, he told them to take a lamb by family to their house. 
I'm asking if you're not already, and I don't, I think probably everybody maybe already is, but if you're not already, I'm asking you to get together as a family. Give you a minute, maybe everybody's all good already. Praise God. But Lewis, get with your family. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you can join with Brother Rue, if you would. If you're, if it's not uncomfortable for you and you're here without family and you're here flying solo, feel free to grab with someone else that's flying solo. I'm not saying you got to join hands or hook arms or anything. There's just power and agreement together. Amen. Everybody getting together. Brother Carlos, why don't you join with these crazy looking men right here on this front row? I meant crazy in a good way. Amen. Praise God. Can we stand together? Praise God. Where it fits, husbands, I'm asking you to get with your wives. I know sometimes you sort of got to corral those kids between you. But if possible, please get with your wife. And let's pray together. One more time. Jesus, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for the family unit that you have designed. I thank you for your blood. Today, as we prepare to partake in remembrance, we do so in, in a place of great thanks and praise and adoration to you. We worship you, oh God. We praise you and we love you. Jesus name thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you I feel the richness of his spirit don't you feel the richness of his spirit amen I'm asking brother Martine and brother Lewis to come again and they're going to serve you today one will 
be here with the bread and one will be here with the fruit. You can go ahead and take the lids off there. Amen. And what we're going to do is we're going to let everybody come through and they'll serve you and we'll let you take of the cup and of the bread. And then we'll ask you to go back into your seats and wait there till everybody's come and then we'll take of the bread and the cup together. All right. And so why don't we start here on this side? Maybe you can just come up and go back down that side so we can sort of get a so you're not tripping over each other. Parents, I'm asking you to be with your children. It will be your choice if they participate or not. All right, that is up to you. And we leave that to your discretion. In Jesus. Go right ahead. Come on. Isidro, Amanda, your family that wants to come. Sometimes these cups don't come out of this tray very easy. So, Praise God. Zario, why don't you go ahead and start, and then Sister Jasmine will come in behind, and then we'll just work our way back. So we'll have you come out on this side. And... Praise God. As you're back there in your seat, would you just maybe take time to talk with the Lord and reflect on His body and His blood until we've had everyone pass through and then we'll... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your patience. There's not necessarily a fast way to do this, but we're not in a hurry today.
Scott. today we thank you for your body and for your blood I thank you for your healing virtue that is in this room right now I thank you for a new covenant that you made possible through your death burial and resurrection I thank you for the body of Christ, every member in particular. Today, we do these things in remembrance and in thanks. We thank you for this bread, your body. I feel like it's important to share today so there's no confusion. We do not believe that this is the literal body of Jesus Christ. Some teach that. We do not believe it. We simply take this in remembrance of his body. Could we together take of the bread in remembrance? Likewise, of course, we do not believe this is his literal blood. But we take this today as the disciples did in remembrance of the blood that he shed for us. Amen. Could we take of the cup today? And could we give him thanks together right now? Come on, let his spirit wash over you right now. Let the healing virtue and the ministry blood of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I give you glory and honor and praise today. Hallelujah, we worship and thank you, we give you glory, we give you praise and we give you honor today, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks today, Father. We give you thanks. And we magnify and adore you. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. Praise God. I don't guess we'll dismiss the classes at this point. Trust you understood, this is not something we wanted to try to just rush through. 
We need to understand why we do this. Amen? I, I have been wrestling in my spirit with whether to say this or not, but it's not left me. I don't know if there's anybody here that deals with blood pressure issues in their body. But it has come to me three or four times today. And I believe you're going to see a difference because of what the Lord has done here today. That if you had issues, whether that was high or low blood, I don't know. The only thing that keeps coming to my spirit is blood pressure. That the Lord is going to do, has done a work. In Jesus' name. In, and I believe many more things that we will see and know by his blood and by his spirit. He's confirming what he's done in us today. Amen. Would you greet your brother, your sister today before you leave? And you are dismissed. Please take those cups. Maybe somebody on your row can stack them all together and just sit them up here on the table. Thank you.